Good morning, everybody. Happy Saturday in my world. It's about 6 a.m. here, and I've been up for a couple hours, feeling already a little productive. I did a little homework. I went for coffee and cheerleaded for my little friend at at the Cumberland Farms. She's so sweet. She's going to college, and the transition to online learning is difficult, and she wants to you know, please herself, please her mom. So we had this really crazy conversation about limiting beliefs this morning. And I told her exactly what I would tell any of you guys, you know, don't pick your career based on what your parents say or what anybody says, really. Do what makes you freaking happy. So that was that was the beginning of my morning. And then as I was driving back, because it was quiet and rainy and nobody around. I stopped by this the train station and was kind of reflecting how lucky I am to not be a train wreck anymore. <laughs> I've been called a train wreck often, <laughs> more than I'd like to admit. And uh, it's, it's verbiage that really sticks with me. And I'm just so, so grateful that that is not who I am anymore. That is not how I show up and that is not who I want to be. And I'm lucky, so lucky to end up in this place. So grateful to end up in this place. And the cool thing is though, I needed to be a train wreck to find the tracks that I needed to be on to keep going forward. So this all comes from a place of deep gratitude. Gratitude is such a beautiful thing. So before I get into today's reading, I do want to acknowledge um, it's 7-Eleven. It's my friend's birthday. So happy birthday, John. That's our old boss. One of my probably greatest mentors in life in the business arena and in challenging myself. He, uh, he never stopped pushing me for eight, ten years And (laughs) funny story, little Miss Cocky Bobby 10 years ago when she knew everything or 2004, so I guess 15 years ago, he got brought on to be our boss and I'd never met him before and I walk up to him and I said, I want your job. (laughs) That's how I introduced myself. Um, God, what I didn't know in the business world back then. (laughs) It makes a funny story now. I'm not sure it made the best first impression then. And then he got me on his team and saw what a rock star I was. But he was a rock star too. Like I said, taught me so much good stuff. And we shared the love of numbers. So there was a exercise that we had to do every month with inventory. And it was just, it was just cool. And I'm definitely a better business person today because of him. Hands freaking down. So happy birthday, John. Uh, and today the center opens, so that's another reason I'm pretty excited I got up at four so I can get some homework done and still go to group instead of blowing off group to do homework. Mornings are a beautiful thing, people. Okay, we start off with a program saying, quote today, although you may not like all of us, you'll love us in a very special way. We already love you. There's a car going by, so I'm going to let that go by. 
or a truck. That was a loud one. We don't have to like everyone we meet in our recovery program. Odds are we won't. And everyone won't like us. But we do learn from everyone and our sharing touches many others. We may hear a nugget of wisdom one night from someone we've never especially liked. When we turn, when we in turn reach out to that person, we feel much better about them and about ourselves. It's true. We do love each other in a very special way by providing. Whoa. How about I skip a whole sentence there? It's true. We do love each other in a very special way, but we need to nurture that love by sharing ourselves providing support to others when we can, and respecting everyone's right to confidentiality. As we grow spiritually, we find we have more inside and more to give to others, too. Our program friends are special. We may not like all of them, but we do love them in a very special way. Today, I thank you for the friendships I've made in my recovery program. Help me show each person that I am grateful for his or or her help. Have you guys experienced that? I know I have. I, I, I have. And it's today and even as I go along, I can remember thinking like principles above personalities. I think that's one of the greatest slogans ever. And if we can be open to that, that it's about the, the content and the value and the experience, strength and hope that other people offer, especially in a group setting. If we can stay dialed in on that and forget about what we may like or not like about them, then we're going to have a much better experience in groups. I know that I found myself, here we go, like Bobby's dirty laundry hair, but it's an opportunity, which is why I'm sharing it with you. So in, in GA specifically we do step work where we're identifying our our weaknesses our opportunities our flaws and some of mine are judgment and you know taking other people's inventory now I don't think I do this as much anymore well at least I try not to take other people's inventory always or if I do I keep it to myself and then my brain kind of goes bye like not your job stay in your lane don't be a jerk and it's it's part of the process that develops us what we learn in the rooms and if we practice this in the rooms it'll help us outside of the rooms and what I mean by that is if we want to okay so part of what I've experienced through life as I've shared with you is having just addicts in my in my in my circle of life my outside away from my gambling community there's addicts and instead of making uh situations more difficult or trying to be either an enabler or an asshole and and I say it that way for me because I'm pretty I, I tend to be a little bit firm in my <laughs> in my beliefs about taking action. Like I just I struggle with folks who whine about what they don't have 
when I feel like they have the opportunities to go grab the things they don't have or to, you know, to think differently about it. So I'm not a fan of that. But instead of making it about my perception of them or my judgment of them, I just don't engage. And to me, that's a that's a healthier strategy. Going back to the old rule that I'm sure everybody's heard from their parents if you have nothing nice to say, don't say anything at all. And and that's my approach sometimes. Why should I why should I put the energy into getting frustrated or have the negative like judgment? Judgment definitely goes in our bucket of negative. And I don't need anything in my bucket of negative. Otherwise, I can't drive by a train station and appreciate the pretty lights or have time to appreciate all the things that are wonderful, like the rain and my cup of coffee and my ability to talk to you today. So staying in our lane, our own lane, and minding our business and being able to take the good nuggets from other people and and think about it. What's the longest GA meeting? I know I think an hour or two have been the longest that I've been exposed to, but most of them are less than an hour. And even if you went three to five times a week, it's three to five times and chances of you both being there at every meeting or whatever if there was someone that didn't you didn't connect with outside of the recovery essence. It's such an a small iota of time in our life. And I, I'm saying this because I know I found myself not wanting to go to different meetings or groups because certain people were there. But who the frick was I hurting? I was hurting me because I was probably missing things I could have used hearing or applying. So don't do that to yourself. Don't shortchange yourself. Don't worry about other people. Don't worry about other people liking you. Not everybody's going to like us, guys, and it's quite all right because I'd rather be in a tribe of people that genuinely like me for me and align with me, not on everything either, but, you know, have a commonality of values and, you know, personalities that click. That's who I'd rather be with, so... It doesn't mean, though, that people that don't fit into into maybe my social circle, we'll call it, can't add value to my life because they can and they have over and over again. If I'm going to if OK, I have I have ideas just forming in my head. So let's think about this. If we only hang out with people that we have things in common with. And we're all, you know, like on the same page and into the same hobbies and et cetera, et cetera. Are we getting any learning or exposure to new things or are we going to stay stuck because we're, we're in the comfortable? That's the other value that these folks bring to us. They can help us move the needle in our lives a little because they offer a different perspective because they've had different experiences and they're not, you know, a 98% match to our personality to where we're not able to grow and learn from them. I, I, it's, I can 
be I'm picturing different examples in my head of these kinds of situations and you know the other skill that it's given me is how to handle people in a loving polite way and still respect and appreciate their opinions and that's that's an important value to me. Like, that's so freaking huge. I get so upset, as you noticed the other night, when people get judgy and critical of other people's beliefs, statements. Like, who got time for that shit? Like, everybody should be able to do what they want to do and feel what they want to do. I'm just suggesting that you also be open-minded to maybe their beliefs or their values, hear them. You don't have to act on what you're being exposed to, but at least hear them because you never know what's going to show up and change your life. I can think back to many times over the last 20 years that I've heard different pieces of what I'm, I'm being exposed to and what I'm passionate about now. Things like meditation and yoga I used to think that was for a bunch of like hippie Fruit Loops had no idea about how the, you know, the brain and the heart and all those things connect. And I still have tons to learn, but I wasn't even open minded to the value that this stuff, how life changing it can be. Instead, I kind of snubbed my nose in the air or, you know, judged. I was judging. And what would my life look like? If I, I was a little more open-minded and I heard other people and went, oh, okay, meditation and yoga is working for this guy. Maybe I need to try that. It's, it's different. Now, mind you, I'm not saying I want my life to have turned out any other way because I don't. I wasn't ready to hear that at the time. It, it, wasn't, it wasn't the way my life unfolded. But maybe your life is meant to unfold differently. Maybe you're listening to this and if you hadn't, maybe you're in the same mindset or have the same kind of principles that I did all that time. But maybe you need to fast track, you know, your recovery, your life a little better and get into things or appreciate concepts that you might not have before. Maybe maybe that's why we're having this conversation so that you don't lose 15 years like I did. Like, I can't even imagine <laughs> how zen and chill out I'd be if I was practicing meditation for the last 15 years. It's, it, it's only been, I think, well, now that it's halfway through 2020, when I worked on it for 2019, it's really only been a year, year and a half that I've been meditating. And it's a, it's a work in progress for sure. I love the concept of being present and as clear-minded as possible. I don't know why my memory still stinks because I, I definitely, um, I don't know if it's because I have too much bouncing around in my head right now. It's weird, the things I remember. I can, I can rationalize in my head why I don't remember the past because it doesn't serve me. But when there's information that does serve me, I still can't recall it. Okay, totally digressed, as normal. So what I want to leave you with is 
this would be your homework ish. And, and right now is an optimal time because if you're a GA kind of person and, and a group kind of person, it's zoom, it's zoom for an hour. In most cases, we're not in person. We don't have to deal with them live. If there are people that we don't align with in a way, or that just kind of turn us off. So think about that. Be open-minded to listening. It takes practice. I will tell you, I guess just about everything I preach takes practice. The fun stuff is, is the results after the practice and the practicing and, and just being so mindful and looking at ourselves from the outside in saying, I mean, I kind of make it a game in my life. Can I be better? Can I be better at this? Can I, can I overcome this? Um, this obstacle or this feeling or this whatever doesn't serve me. Can I get it out of my bucket? That's that's the game I play. Like I, And now ever since I've been talking about buckets and suitcases with you, that's how I actually picture it is. Let's get it out of my bucket. I'm picturing myself scooping it out. Like, hey, let rainbows and unicorns come in. Let's get rid of, you know, the cow manure. I hope that you can find some way to have fun with your personal growth as well. It's, it's so important. It's so important. Can you tell I'm, uh, I feel like it's important. <laughs> it just really is. And this is, this is, you know, again, my gratitude voice <laughs> because it just blows my mind how different life is with a bucket focused on positivity positivity, self-devotion, like you just can't go wrong because if you have enough of those two things, the shit can't get through those walls and, or it's going to be very difficult for the shit to get through those walls. So those are my thoughts. I hope you guys have a great weekend. I'll be back tonight with our J word. Oh, it's J and it's John's birthday. That's pretty cool. Yeah, so we'll be back with our J word, Anna, because I'm going to group tonight. We'll see what what value nuggets I pick up from the group today, from people that I want to hear from and people that I don't want to hear from. We'll see what we'll see what goodies I have in store for us this evening. I don't know until I go. All right. Love you, beautiful people. Have a great weekend.